John DiLoberto and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from BRX. This week, I've got a guitarist who came to renown in the later days of fusion, Kelly Minucci. He is the founding member of the group Special Effects, who recorded a string of albums on the GRP label, as well as many others. He also has a solo career and does soundtracks, including scoring the long-running soap opera Guiding Light. He's got a sweet new album called Someone Singing, which, despite the title, is all instrumental and is one of his more introspective recordings. His very interesting story is coming up. I don't know about you, but these days when I want to hear something, I want to hear it now. Well, if you like the music I talk about in the Echoes podcast, and you probably already know about the radio show Echoes, but did you know that you can listen to it whenever you want, wherever you are, even if your station uh, isn't smart enough to carry it? You can do that with Echoes Online, our streaming subscription music service. Echoes Online streams all 10 hours of weekly Echoes programming on demand. Plus, those 10 hours are released as music-only streams. No talking, just music. So don't listen to the music of Echoes on someone else's schedule. Do it whenever the heck you want and head to echoes.org to find out more about Echoes Online. Subscribe now and hear Echoes whenever you want, wherever you are, pretty much. And now, let's key up the special effects for Kaeli Minucci. mid-1980s, when fusion took a full swing into smooth jazz, Special Effects was a band that rode that wave. They were formed in 1982 with percussionist George Jinda and guitarist Kieli Minucci. After Jinda died in 2002, Minucci kept the band going, but that's not the only thing this eclectic musician has accomplished. TV scores, library music, and sessions with Celine Dion populate his resume. In early 2022, he released a solo album, Someone's Singing, that had the perfect tone for these times. During the pandemic years, Kieli Minucci turned to a more acoustic, contemplative sound. I did. I had been working on quite a bit of acoustic guitar music uh, last year, and just for the fun of it, I've done Johnny Cash tunes and I've done spirituals like Amazing Grace, which I should have put on the record. I never even thought of it. And uh, Kumbaya. And I was speaking to a friend of mine, a fellow by the name of Peter Link. Peter has a label called Watchfire, and that's kind of a spiritual record label. They, Anyway, he was very encouraging, and he said, man, it would be great, you know, why don't you make a record of stuff like that? And he did. I'm 
speaking to Kiely Minucci on Zoom from his studio in New York. He sits, backed by sound baffling, wearing a backwards baseball cap, black horn-rimmed glasses, and sporting a white goatee, despite which he looks younger than his early 60s years. He's been in music pretty much all his life. His father was Alpio Minucci, who wrote the music to the 1955 hit song Domani, among many other tunes and film scores. If you will say Domani, you'll be mine. He was also in Columbia Records A&R department as Chiele was coming of musical age. His father took him to see Miles Davis when he was six. That went right over his head, but he saw him again years later. Miles Davis opened for Blood, Sweat and Tears. That's the band I wanted to see. My dad took me. They had uh, Chick Corea, John McLaughlin, Ernie Watts, Keith Jarrett, I think, was up there. It was just an, a who's who of the future of jazz fusion in his band. And my dad was at Columbia Records when I was growing up, so I, I got turned on to all kinds of stuff. Depending on when you ask him, Kiely will cite any number of influences, but he's very much a child of progressive rock and fusion. So in his early 20s, he wanted to light up the sky with electric guitar pyrotechnics. But he met percussionist George Jinda, and his trajectory altered. Yeah, when we started, I wanted to be more electric fusion because that's the stuff that I like. But I remember my partner, George, he pushed me to go more acoustic. And uh, I was only in my 20s, so I didn't really have a concept so much. I just didn't want to have saxophone. That was the concept. Special effects recorded nearly 20 albums before Jinda passed. Kiely pays tribute to him on someone singing with the song Free Again. The tune Free Again is a song I recorded with my late partner George Jinda, the percussionist, and he's been gone for 20 years. So that was recorded a long time ago. I, what I did was I took the recording and put some string parts to it just to sweeten it up a little bit. But it just seemed to fit the style of the record. So those were the two songs that are from, you know, they're re-releases basically, but everything else is new. Nova Groove is quite a bit different from most of someone singing, which is more exemplified by the title tune, based on Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my lord, Kumbaya. Kumbaya, I decided the concept was to just play the song without playing the melody and just let the melody reveal itself, you know, at some point in the song, but it's not like it's a vocal version, so... 
you know. Kieli's rendition has a bit of a Hawaiian feel to it with what sounds like a Hawaiian lap steel guitar. You know, I, I play slide flat on my lap, so that's the reason it's like that. That's just the way I learned. Uh, I put the slide on my ring finger when I was a kid. And then I had this accident when I was in college and broke my fingers, broke the bone in my hand actually. I had two fingers sticking out of the cast and on the slide went and the guitar, my SG flat on my lap and I just learned how to play like lap style. And you know, if I'm uh, standing up and holding the guitar normally and put the slide on, it doesn't feel right. I always have to sit down and play it like that. That's just the way I've been doing it. cinematic feel to much of someone singing, and that's no accident. Among some of the eyebrow-raising gigs on his resume is scoring the soundtrack for the long-running soap opera Guiding Light. You can hear a more widescreen approach on songs like Forks in the Road. So Forks in the Road is uh, kind of my, it's like a cowboy tune almost, you know. Um, it started out as a almost a 50s kind of I was just playing it like that and I thought this would be something really nice and then suddenly I I laid down a a string part and it immediately took on that cinematic thing you're talking about then I just you know I pulled out the slide and if you put headphones on there's all these guitars on that tune they're all just doing very little but overall, there isn't just one instrument singing on top of it all. It's just a collective kind of a thing. say that this is necessarily a pandemic record, but the pandemic certainly affected how it was made. I would say it's probably the first time I've done remote recording where I've sent music to other musicians and they've remotely recorded their parts and then, you know, I've kind of put it all together after they do that. That's definitely as a result of the pandemic because everyone knows I'm a real hands-on person. But for a while there, a lot of folks just wanted to work at home. They didn't want to come out and work in studios and stuff. Keely spends a lot of time working on production library albums, which usually have a theme to them. Some examples are rock that works, extreme sports, and acoustic underscores. But he had a little trouble sticking to the script of his own recording. So in the middle of someone singing, you find a Christmas song, a variation on The Little Drummer Boy.
sometimes I need a producer. You know, if I wish somebody had been here and said, stop, Kelly, you know, <laughs> you don't want to do No, I'm really glad it ended up there because, again, the vibe of the tune is really right there. It belongs on the record in its own way. It's funny, the original version of that piece that I heard as a kid was fast. It had drums in it. You know, it was a completely different feeling. But it was a few years ago, uh, I was hanging out with a bunch of guys and I pulled out the acoustic guitar and I just started playing it. And I dropped tuned the guitar in D and, and I did that kind of rendition of it as a solo acoustic guitar for my friends. And I always remembered that I had done that, that I, I kind of liked it slow and kind of fooling around with the harmony a little bit. Gailey says his father, who passed in 2007, was always supportive, but not quick with praise. I would play him songs that I'm writing for special effects, and he would say to me, you know, Giel, this part is really beautiful, but this next part you need to rewrite, you know? And that would be it, like, just cut right to the chase. But toward the end of his life, he offered his son a bit of a compliment plays this song of mine, I think it was called Endless Summer, was the tune, he goes, Gel, Gel, this song, this is so you. Nobody writes a melody like this. And I looked at him and I go, Dad, I said, you know, I've waited like my whole life to hear you say something like that. And now that you're finally saying it, I don't believe you at all. And he laughed also because he had the same thing going on with his father, you know. I suspect that Kiele Minucci's father was sincere and he would probably love his son's new album. A musician of many tastes and styles, even as we speak, he's wrapping up another special effects recording. But settle in for the mostly contemplative moods of his latest solo release, Someone Singing, on Watchfire Records. I will have a link for Kiele Minucci's Someone Singing in the posting for this podcast. Next week on the Echoes podcast, Danish electronic composer Trent Muller. His album Memoria is the Echoes CD of the month for March, and we talk about it and his influences from New Wave, Shoegaze, and Alternative Rock. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes podcast from PRX. See you next week or tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.